one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Matchball. Hello there. The podcast is brought to you by Levi Solicitors. 10% off if you use our URL. It's levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. And I'm joined by Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White's here as well. Daniel Chapman. Hello. Losing to 10 men. An absolute disgrace. 3-0. Boo. Bielsa out. Oh. Uh, a bit frustrating that, wasn't it? Because we started brightly, but in the end it was kind of one of those Premier League games that you end up just kind of writing off. A naive, burnt out team. Going up against a set of professionals in Spurs. Yeah, it was a bit annoying, wasn't it? But, ah, well, I can't be too annoyed. We we did all right to begin with, didn't we? But it was very clear from pretty much the start of the second half we weren't getting back into that. You don't want to give a Mourinho team things to defend. And that's what the, the last 40 minutes or so was. Mourinho team being very Mourinho-ish. They did a job on us, as the saying goes, because we were quite bright at the start, but you always sensed, particularly when they started putting goals in our net, that things were going to get away from us. Because it was dead annoying like how good some of their finishing was, like particularly that second one when Kane put it across to, to Son, who just tucked it in at the near post. You just take your eye off it for a second, or you don't quite track your runner, and that's it. It's done, isn't it? I was saying, that ball to Caroline Grant ends up on Rose Z somewhere, doesn't it? Or it's an air shot and it hits his left leg and we're absolutely fine and we get away with it. And the cross in the first place isn't as good, but they are quite good, aren't they? Those two, annoyingly so. To the to the extent where those two playing with Bergwijn, who I don't think is a terrible player by any stretch, but he looks quite shit compared to them sometimes. Like He's not on the, quite on the same level as them, so occasionally they have to pass to him and things tend to break down a little bit. Yeah, the second goal, as soon as Kane had the ball, I thought Sun was going to score. I didn't even really know where Sun was exactly, just something about it all just felt like this is this is going in purely because um, they're two very good players and it's it was absolutely the situation where Kane was going to try and find him. And it was annoying because after the penalty, we'd come back into the game at that point and had probably played as well as we did in the entire match between the, the two goals um, and that finished us off, really. It was just all a bit Premier league wasn't it? Like that. Towards the end of the second half, I'd kind of mentally switched off a bit from that game because you're like, oh, it's got away from us. We're not getting back into this despite our best efforts because we weren't creating loads of clear-cut chances towards the end. And when I say it was Premier League, I mean like in that we conceded that penalty, which was piss weak, probably was outside the box when it all started. And then you, once you're behind like that early doors and you're chasing the game, there's always that risk, particularly against the Mourinho side with quality players up front like that, that you're just not going to get back into it and it's going to get away from you some more. And it's just kind of, oh, it's just crap having to write games off like that and not really be able to engage with them. I don't think it was a penalty though. 
And I am annoyed that it was given because we were still in the game at that point. And I don't think it would have probably made a difference to the results. I'm, I'm certain they would have probably got through as, as they did with the second and third at some stage. But it's annoying when we've seen the extent to which they will look at a microscopic distance for offsides. And then with this, there's not a single bit of Alioski in the box and yet it's given as a penalty. So I don't know. It's annoying. But it was one of those where it was an annoying tackle as well. I just You could see it coming a mile off, couldn't you, that he was going to do it because he was running in. Admittedly, it was not, well, it was obviously Alejovsky's fault for making the tackle, but he was having to do it because Melier had tried to do one of his bizarre threaded passes through midfield again and it had been intercepted. And then he was trying to cover a cross when he would actually, he'd actually pulled wide to be in an attacking position and he'd, he'd all got dragged out of shape for it. So, ah, it was annoying. None of it was right on that. No, it all felt quite self-inflicted, but in a an upsetting way. And the the blow, the, the knocks-backs that we kept having in that game were penalty that we brought about through our own stupidity, a, a goal that we conceded when we were playing very well, and then start the second half, we we came out looking poor and kind of compounded it with the the way that the third was conceded. He cost us a little bit today, did Mesley, didn't he? I think he's got plenty of credit in the bank in terms of saving us from a lot of opportunities, but he was the reason we uh, invited pressure on ourselves for that first one, as you just said, Michael, and that one, the header, it was weak from Calvin in terms of challenging, was it, who, who got the header in, was it Alderweireld? Yeah, I think so. Um, and But he should have done better on the line, unfortunately, that's your job on the line. So if you're falling behind the line with the ball in your grasp, not great. Could do without doing that, really, when you're... Uh, trying to get back into a game. What do you think of Meslier today? It was one of the one off the corner was one of those where the save probably just gets palmed out to Kane who puts it in anyway if he if he does manage to pull off a good save, but you've got to at least make the first save, haven't you, and then see what happens. He's he's letting a few this year where he's been stood behind his line and it's a bit it's a bit of an odd thing. I think I think part of it is because he's he's got a bit of a new role on set pieces that he comes for everything. And so when one dips in at the near post and he's ready to go out and clear something up in the middle he's out of position and he has to scramble across and I don't know if that was maybe something to do with it but I, he does need to do better on it I'm not going to suggest we drop him or anything because what else would we do but he, well, he should do better on it we're about to find out at Crawley uh, what the alternative is he did save it he just fell over the line with it in his hands I, um, I believe that's not a save and if it goes in the goal and also when he did palm it out from behind the line he did put it to somebody who then put it over the line again yeah Gordon Banks would have put it over the crossbar and I guess that's the difference. Um, he, yeah, he, he makes mistakes, and we've we've seen mistakes. I think as long as he then does what he does, uh, does what he did in the game, and keeps doing of getting up and making the sort of save he made from Harry Kane a few minutes later, um, I'll always forgive him. It's when uh, it's when a mistake is followed by just another mistake, and nothing good happens that there's a there's a problem, which is what we've we've had with goalkeepers before. Um, you know, Felix Friedveld type of players um, where you uh, you never had the confidence that anything good was ever going to happen ever again. Did we have men on the posts for that um, that headed goal? I don't know if we did. There was some suggestion online that we've altered our recently altered uh, plan to mark people a bit differently. We did for the one afterwards, and I think that was something that happened. But we did have enough players at that front post that you would possibly, if you're Melier, wonder why the ball was headed at him at all. Because if he, he has been coming for for everything um, and you do and there was that brilliant catch from a corner in the first half as well that was about as good as we've seen from a Leeds goalkeeper for ages and I think he's sort of entitled to wonder like okay the one time I don't come somebody's heading the ball in the net like why why is that the, the thing um, other players could maybe contribute to helping stop a player from heading the ball 
We are very weak on those. Uh, do you think it was a 3-0 game? Two. I'd accept 2-0 in this. I still don't think it was a penalty, so I'm not having that one. That That's chalked off, in my mind. What do you if, reckon, if Moscow? If Moscow's allowed to... Well, Moscow's yeah. claiming the third one he actually saved. Right. So so just yeah, a 1-0. One, one nil. One nil. One nil. <laughs> it doesn't make much difference to, um, to Spurs. I think that's what's kind of annoying. They, they don't need that many goals. They don't need... Kane and Son, they could just have one of them, and you know that would be more than plenty for them. Um, and it it does become a false game when you're playing against uh, Mourinho's Spurs in particular, because once they were three 0 up, they do just say, right, you have the ball for the rest of the game. We'll we'll all just go and stand. It's like it's the back four within the width of the penalty area, and the the midfielders who are basically all defenders in front of them, and um, and Harry Kane will just try and shoot from inside his own half, and they're happy with that. They've got the yeah. points. Yeah, I mean, we saw that Bamford belly had a touch in that second half, and it was probably because of how compact and narrow it was around the edge of their area. There was just no room to play at all, was there? He had a bit of a frustrating game in Bamford. He just he couldn't get involved because there were too many people there. And in the first half, he came vaguely close on a couple. There was a cross where it was just a little bit above him. I don't think he could have done, have done much more with it other than grow a bit. But yeah, he didn't have a great deal to... We didn't create an awful lot of chances, did we? The yeah. first, some of the early possession we had looked promising, but Jack Harrison curling one over the bar, Alioski putting one into the side netting was about as near as we got. I think we didn't really make Larice make a save, did we? I don't think until Rafinha had a shot across him quite late on, but it was a fairly weak shot. There was not. He, he certainly wasn't very busy. I didn't. I didn't remember anyway. Mm, that's, that's, that is a fair point. We didn't really make them have to defend. Not defend, but they didn't. We didn't make them have to do any last ditch stuff, did we? Like there weren't any thrilling saves, really. There was, yeah, that that Harry said that Harrison chance that he fizzed over might have come close, but even still, didn't have to make a save, did he? You can't get through them when they're playing like that. When it is everybody's in the penalty area, so you can do what you want out wide, which is where we like to play. But then whatever we did out wide, you were still faced with uh, the fullbacks and the centre halves are all still in their penalty area, um, and getting through them all is not easy what do we do about teams like this because we've seen now this is our kind of it's our it's our mental block isn't it when you look at Wolves you look at Leicester what happened at Man United probably a, an extension of this to an extent um, Man United felt a bit different because they just kept coming at us that was this was for as much as we were just accepting a defeat in both games the last half hour of this was relatively calm I didn't feel like I was watching it peeking through my fingers in the same way as with Scum. We kept attacking and they kept almost scoring. And it was like, oh God, just please let this let this thing finish. Whereas Mourinho in this one seemed happy to just for right. it to be finished. Uh, so run the clock down. Israel, he was like 3-0, an hour gone. Lovely. Fine. Just have it. That's We'll keep this and you can not concede anymore and everyone can go home vaguely happy. But what, what do you think we do? What do we do? Because we need to evolve past this point um, in order to push on to the next level in the Premier League because it seems like on balance we've got the beating give or take of most of the sides beneath us and hopefully it's going to be enough for us to stay up but if we are going to kick on we're going to have to evolve and and learn how to deal with with teams like this I think the way you do it is and this will be I would imagine Bielsa's thinking is that you just get better players or you make your existing players better at doing it and then it will start to work we've seen against bad teams against West Brom absolutely cut through them because they're shit against a good team like Spurs doesn't work as well but if you add like I was playing West Brom with our team last year didn't cut through them as much this year we've added Rafinha and Rodrigo and we were better at doing it and I feel like Bielsa's plan will be well eventually you get a better left back you get a stronger defence which we do actually have just not on the pitch you get another midfielder who can do a job for you in there you maybe get people you can bring off the bench to change your game because on that 
side of things as well. Like off the bench, we, we and the substitutions did make quite a difference, I thought. We did improve after it, but we were bringing on a 35-year-old Pablo Hernandez, who was free, and then Paveda, who's a 20, 19-year-old, something like that, who was free, and then Jamie Shackleton, who's come through the youth system. They brought on Suzoko and Mora, who were two internationals in the prime of their career, who they paid about 60 million quid for between them. So there's a huge difference there as well when it comes to being able to change a game, which we, we don't have a great luxury at the moment. And Tottenham have only lost three in the league. One was Everton on the opening day when Everton started in, in big form. And then since then, Liverpool and Leicester, um, Leicester being one of the teams you mentioned then. So it's it's not like anybody's beating them. Um, and the fact that Tottenham and Leicester are a third and fourth also suggests um, overcoming these teams is is maybe a longer term target. I don't really feel too... Uh, stressed about us not being able to beat teams in the, the top six necessarily although we, we beat Everton who were up there um, and then Chelsea round it out in But Everton will finish place. seventh, you've got to remember that Yeah, <laughs> and then and seventh at the moment are Aston Villa who we absolutely spanked so it is, it's kind of, that's the, the dividing line, people always talk about the, the, the top six and the difference between Europa, Europa League places and, and the rest of the, the division and for us to already be there um, isn't bad at all, I'm almost it, it sounds strange and it is a little bit sad to kind of look at a game against a team in the same division as us and just kind of go well we were never going to beat them anyway were we but that's what I meant about it being Premier League though it's such a shame that you've kind of just got to take it on the chin and go well, well that's what happens in this league because it's leagues within leagues and it's true isn't it it's just a bit I think it's a bit shit for the product to be perfectly honest but there you go I suppose we play in a way where if it, everything's right on the day and if Jackie Harrison does curl that one into the top corner and if Bamford can just get his head to that one then we are in with a chance of winning it. I like Steve Bruce doesn't go to, into this game trying to do anything but draw, does he? Whereas we have tried to actually win it, and sometimes we will. Mainly, we won't. But that's the, that's true of of any approach to these games because teams at the top are incredibly well resourced and well established and well managed, so they will tend to always beat you. And out of all those games, we did get a point against Manchester City, and that's probably for a, a team coming up from the championship that's a point more than a lot get out of the the top clubs and we'll we get to um play them all again before the season's out and i have no doubt that we'll beat we will beat each and every one a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One big downside from today is the booking of Calvin Phillips, which means he misses the Brighton game. It's a bit annoying, isn't it? It's annoying. It's not Crawley. Mm. That seems unfair. It is only Brighton, though. We'll beat them, whoever plays. Didn't want to come up against his best mate, did he? No. Didn't want that battle there in, well, wherever Ben White's playing now. Right right wing or something. On the bench. Not playing, is he? He's been on the bench. Poor Ben. Well, yeah, it is annoying that he's going to miss that because, I mean, that is a game that we need to try and win. I'll be I'll be more upset if we don't win that than losing today because well. yeah, that that's the the naked truth of this, isn't it? What we've got Brighton, Newcastle coming up. Who's the team in between? Southampton. That? Southampton. So Southampton will be probably quite difficult because they're good. Uh, but again, if you look at fixtures, games you could potentially win and take points from. If we were to get six points out of those three games, then you're going to be pleased, aren't you? It's going to be another massive step forward towards where we want to be, which is in this division next year and being better in it. Well, you just need to close the gap over a few years. Unless you can come up and spend like half a billion pounds, you're realistically not going to beat Spurs across the length of a season. In an individual game, don't get me wrong, there's a chance we will beat them at some stage, but you can't expect to be up there with them at this at this point in our development. I'm not too disheartened by today. It's it's just about fine. I think the one thing about um, that development and having better players to move us forward is I know you, Michael, would not keen on how matches click performed today and he has been a bit up and down recently but then if you think back we had uh michael cuisance literally well he was he was in the building had a, had his medical limping on a treadmill wasn't he yes <laughs> and uh and we're throwing um we were having a good long look at rodrigo de paul and allegedly still might be although i think the, the club always take a different view on how close that ever got but those are two players who were certainly lined up to be click competition, um, if not outright replacements, because I think he would probably, it's, it's his shirt to lose in the middle. But that's certainly one area where we were prepared to spend what was Cuisance going to be, it was going to be about another 15 million quid, wasn't he? And, and it didn't work out for reasons of um, foot health and um, whether that would be uh, giving us some kind of different feel to what happens in the, the middle of the pitch um, is worth you know, it's it's something to to think about, and whether that's going to be the area next. And because and the only reason Click has um, that attention on him on his own, I think, is because he plays literally every second of of every match until it looks like his chin's going to fall off. And also, he's um, I think he's thirty thirty one, isn't he? So at some point, we we need a another one. And um, Quisans, it felt it's twenty two or twenty one, whatever he was coming from Bayern Munich was going to be the player to take some of the load off click and eventually replace him um so those those things are, are there in the in the mix and in the background and um i'm happy to sort of like it's a little bit like melier i'm happy to uh as long as we stay up let them suffer through these kind of um bad days because you learn from them i think melier in particular has that uh spotlight on him but um you know he, you have to make a certain number of mistakes before you you learn what not to do, and he's that's why goalkeepers his age are normally loaned out. What do you make to our midfield? Is there a little bit of an issue happening in midfield with having Rodrigo in there because he's been great in recent weeks? You, know, you saw how how rampant he was against uh, against West Brom, the uh, the space he was finding between the lines. 
But today, when perhaps maybe you could argue we needed somebody a bit more midfieldery uh, in that in that space because he wasn't particularly effective today. But then again, you know, a great number of them were subpar, weren't they? Really, I think the the makeup of that midfield does change a lot if you put Rodrigo out and put, for example, Adam Forshaw in instead, and you have Forshaw and Click both trying to do a similar-ish kind of number eight job in there. Rodrigo is essentially a striker who is playing in midfield and doing a good job there, particularly against bad teams. We look really dangerous in there because he's able to find loads of space. It's just that when we are trying to play through a midfield and they're well organised, they seem quite easy to cut out the passes. Like that's how the the penalty came about today. Was trying to play it through the midfield, and it just felt like too often we're trying to play it out and things get cut out because maybe there's not enough in there to either to offer for the ball or when we lose it, it means they then get a, a clear sort of fifteen or twenty yards on us because there's only Calvin Phillips sat there trying to stop an onrush of normally two or three players. Mm. Well, I tend to agree with that. Rodrigo doesn't yet seem to have the knack that Hernandez has, and which he showed when he came on, of, of dominating a, a game, and whether it's um, abilities or personality, maybe he needs to come on and um, be a bit more present. He can drift. He, he doesn't sort of stamp his authority on a, a game, which in the position he's being asked to play, you, you want to see that. I'd like to see him... Um, striding around the pitch demanding the ball and and sorting things out from from that perspective which Pablo seems to have no problem doing and particularly Rodrigo's got enough experience that you'd think he could uh, um, that's one of the reasons why we we signed him is this guy knows exactly what to do and can run a game and um, and help the players around him but it seems like he just he's sort of arrived at the level of the players around him when you um I suspect there is the ability in there and we see it in flashes for him to um, do a lot more. Pablo tends to drop a lot deeper when he comes on as well, like when he'll come on as a direct replacement, but then you'll see Pablo picking the ball up off the back four and building things from the left and the right. He just moves around the pitch a lot more. Rodrigo seems to be centrally behind Bamford and that's his territory. He doesn't seem like he offers quite the same thing as as Pablo does, which maybe is fine. Maybe that's part of the plan. I'm not sure. Maybe that's one of Bielsa's Mm. things that he says to Pablo, you come on and just do that. Same job, but a bit differently. Yeah. Or whether it's just Pablo taking it upon himself to do that because he, he can see the game panning out from the bench and then comes on and thinks, if I just can pick the ball above Dallas now and then, that'll help out. Yeah, you can't escape the fact that Rodrigo is going to be minded like a striker because that's really what he is. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've bought Spain's number nine and are trying to play him in midfield. So it's, it is a bit controversial. Mm. But then I guess that comes then from when you have a bigger squad and a better squad. Because we are really playing at the limits sometimes in, the, in games like these do you feel like we're playing kind of right at the upper reaches of what we can do and when it doesn't quite fire when it doesn't quite pop then we end up losing these games because of stuff like that just the slight it's the marginal losses I guess like Spurs would have had someone like Rodrigo for the bench wouldn't they they'd have Rodrigo and Rafinha as as the players to bring on and change a game for Kane and Son or something whereas we have to start them because they're obviously a, a talented enough to be in our first 11 so it's where the it's where the level is at, isn't it? That we we just don't have that same resource at this stage. But it's because we're we're new and we've got to build it at a relatively steady pace. Just looking at Bielsa's comments, where he's saying there are two aspects that unbalance the game: uh, the opponents' forwards were very damaging and difficult to contain, and we made some unforced errors which facilitated their attack. But we had good offensive production. That's not quite the same as saying we were effective in attack. We just we generated a lot going forwards, but none of it particularly cutting edge. We still do some really nice things. That there was a bit in the the first half I was talking about with with you guys was when it came to 
Calvin Phillips on the edge of the box and it looked like he would have crossed it in, but he just waited for a second because he knows that if he just waits a second, Stuart Dallas is running the full length of the pitch to get up there and put a cross in. And the fact we keep doing stuff like that, and in the early stages you saw Alioski doing loads of that as well, just continuing to make these attacking runs. It's all, all the stuff is there. We are doing the right things. Just maybe lacking that little bit of quality. I mean, what high points do we have from today? Any good things to take out of that particular performance? Pervader. I always like seeing him. He didn't do anything. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was going to say, did he actually complete a pass to a teammate? But Yeah, he did. I mean, there was a couple of um, fun dribbles into their penalty area, and I've, I've never yet seen a, a fullback enjoy meeting him. You're absolutely right, though, and, and taps into what Michael said there about he's a rough diamond, isn't he? He's got a way to go before he's considered Premier League quality. And the fact that we're bringing on someone like Perveda, who is still very much a work in progress. He's a, a really bright, intelligent, fun player, but... Um, He's not quite at the level of bringing off game changes from the bench, is he? I mean, the Spurs equivalent, I guess you would probably say, is Jack Clark. And where the fuck is Jack Clark now? Surely he was pushing for a spot in the starting eleven today, no? He has got on the pitch for them in the Europa League, hasn't for he? For one minute. Well, it's a minute more than... For one minute in a reserve tournament, <laughs> essentially. But and this, is, this shouldn't turn into a slagging off Jack Clark thing. But I'm just, just to again, go back to the levels thing that, you know, Ian Pervader is quite good still. <laughs> And cost um, ten million pounds less mm. than um, than Jack Clark. I, would also, I also enjoyed um, Alioski and Dallas having their little contest to see who could do the most Steve Morrison uh, shots. And there's maybe a, a difference there where we've got you know those two aiming the ball out for throw-ins, and Harry Kane is trying to score from inside his own half. And it's kind of, yeah, there's levels. It's just there. annoying, isn't it? The other part of Bielsa's comments: what we needed to do was not lose the ball in our own half. Uh, there was a lot of danger on the second balls and set pieces. We have already gone through similar moments and there are improvements that are needed. There are steps we need to make that we haven't yet made. So room to improve is the overall message. It's hard to agree with, uh, hard to argue with that, sir, isn't it? To go back to a positive, I thought Pascal Strout did all right today as well. He did. Against I, two of the best strikers in Europe. Yeah, there's. I mean, it may come down to you can't, sort of a, an inverse backhanded compliment that you can't blame him for anything that, that's that kind happened. of where I got that's kind of where I John comes to that conclusion but there were a couple of moments I remember looking him, him clearing a few things up and some of his passing out of defence he looked um, comfortable which um, again bearing in mind his his background that it's really only um, a year or so that he's been knocking around the first team at all isn't it it's, uh, he was behind Apo Halmer not long ago wasn't he so mm. yeah What's ever happened to him? Presumably he's playing in the UEFA Cup now as well, is he? For Barnsley. Yep. We'll let anyone have a go. Uh, um, so heroes and villains then. Obviously we're looking for high points. I guess this taps into heroes. Strauch had a decent game. Anyone else? I was just going to say, I just looked it up. 90% accurate passes from uh, 81, 81 passes for Strauch. That's a lot to get right. So well played. Well done for doing your job all right. To look at it another <laughs> way, West Brom only had 151 passes the other night. Between the whole team. Yeah. Three right. interceptions, three tackles, and he dribbled past people three times. He he won five out of eight ground duels, and I, I always like to bring up ground duels because it makes me think of like ferrets fighting. <laughs> I was thinking like Greco Roman wrestling type stuff, but yeah, okay. Uh Heroes Villains. Doherty. Trying to kick us off the pitch, wasn't he? Brutal. For no reason as well. I don't know what got in uh who put a bee in his bonnet, but he certainly seemed to um he had the the booking for was it Dallas that he tackled or was it Ailing? And then he had another swipe and the referee told him to cut it out. And then he goes and stamps on Pablo and stands by the tunnel. Didn't even uh, 
didn't even go to the dressing rooms properly, did he? I never liked to see You're supposed that to, aren't you? I think sent off. Yeah. the rules. And he's like, no, there's only 30 seconds left. Don't care. Fuck off. Go and look sad in a big bath. That's what, <laughs> that's what happened in the 70s. <laughs> sad in a big bath. Uh, other villains? Um, VAR again. That wasn't a penalty. Like I say, I don't think it made a difference to the result, but it's still annoying that it doesn't appear to have been in the box. Anything else? We, 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 it feels like we're a, a bit a bit of a malaise with this one today. Like, it's just kind of, oh, it's gone. All right, fine. I mean, I was, I mean, can we have Kane and Son for being quite good? Too good. Yeah, annoyingly good. They should play for someone else. I was going to say Crawley then, but no, we don't want to play for Crawley, do we? Spurs should be allowed no one better than Chris Armstrong up front. Anyone else then that needs a mention, good or bad, or should we just wrap it up and come back and uh, berate a town south of London? I thought Jamie Shackleton did all right, actually, when he came on. He linked up quite nicely down the right-hand side. I've run out of things to say, to be honest. All right, then. Let's wrap it up. Happy, happy New Year. <laughs> it's easier when we beat teams 5-0, isn't it? It really it's is. Loads more fun, yeah. 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 Maybe we should just um, go back down to the championship and just start spanking teams again. Fancy that? Nope. <laughs> championship with Rafinha. It'd be great fun. 30 goals from the wing. Easy. I'm sure he'd be bang up for that. I did dream last night that he put a transfer request in in the summer. Sorry about that. I did see some scum fans suggesting we sign him on Twitter. They signed him on Twitter, which was... Uh... You did you refer to scum as we then? You <laughs> I did, did by accident, you? yeah. By accident? We should sell him to them or something. Freudian yeah. slip there, Michael. All right, well, let's uh, let's bugger off then. It's done, isn't it, that one? Forget it. Right, we'll be back with a regular podcast uh, through the week and another match ball after Crawley. More like our level. Brilliant. <laughs> see you in a bit. The Match Ball.